Hello and welcome back everyone. This is Chris Marquardt with another episode of Curiously Polar, the show about all things very north and very south. And uh, today we, uh, well, we, we st I'm still here with Henry. Hi, Henry. Hello, how are you doing? And, uh, and uh, one of your favorite topics is ice. And It appears to be, yes. We have, <laughs> for me too, as... <laughs> As we know, that's how we met. So uh, one topic that uh, I think we've talked about a few times, but it's always interesting to come back to it. I think I talked about it with uh, about it with Mario a while ago. Um, but we, I think we never really have done a dedicated episode on it. So this one is, I would call it a starter episode on icebergs, right? It is. Because... Yeah, yeah. There, there will, there will be more for sure in sometime in the future, but uh, let's just do a rough outline of icebergs. I have personal experience with icebergs from uh, from Greenland, mm -hmm. and uh, which is in the Arctic. Um, you are right now in the Antarctic. How are icebergs different from the ones up north? I would answer that with a um, counter question. How would you describe icebergs uh, around Greenland? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen icebergs in all sizes, in all shapes, uh, jagged, rounded, younger icebergs, older icebergs, icebergs that tumble, icebergs that are white, some have, have some blue ice in them, some are stuck at the mouth of a, of a fjord. Um, so icebergs seem to me, at least the ones I've seen there, to be very, very diverse. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's for sure. So it's, it's very diverse. And the biggest difference between Arctic and Antarctic icebergs is the sheer size. So what you described... And I thought we saw some really big icebergs in, in, around Greenland. Oh, like yes. Size of, a, size of a village uh, kind of icebergs. So you say the ones in the Antarctic are even bigger. Yes. So everything you see here um, possibly dwarfs all the icebergs you know from the Arctic. So the, the, the major difference here in Antarctica is that those huge, humongous icebergs, they originate from, uh, from ice shelves. So ice shelves are the extent of glaciers on seawater. So when a glacier starts entering um, yeah, the water and just floats on the water, um, that can happen until a very long distance. Um, just imagine the Ross ice shelf, uh, the, the largest piece um, of ice is just several hundred miles long and um, at the front you have a big carving front or a, a, a big um, shelf front and from that some bigger chunks are breaking off and uh, when I talk about bigger chunks those icebergs can reach the size of countries and they then start traveling they got trapped in shallow coastal waters break off into um, smaller icebergs, small, of course, um, um, is, is always a question of uh, perspective because they still are humongous. And when they end up around the peninsula, they usually are like, well, easily four, five, six times the size of uh, expedition cruise ship. Holy cow. Okay, so so let, let me try to summarize that so we make sure I understood this right well. The the ice is on, on land, the, the big ice cap, and it, uh, it flows outwards, so it pushes some of that ice onto the sea, and, but it's still connected with the ice on land. So you have ice shelf 
sitting on the water, swimming on the water, and you have the eyes on land, and those are connected, right, exactly, so far? Yes. And then you have the front of the of the glacier uh, or, or of the ice shelf that has chunks coming off of it, but then sometimes big parts of that ice shelf uh, break off, and those are the really big ones that can be the size of countries. Does that? Yes, exactly. Uh, does that hit it? It does, yeah. And when you when you um, when when you see glaciers, no matter if that's Arctic or Antarctic glaciers, you see the very rugged, crevassed surface of those glaciers. So you have those deep cuts in right. the ice, and that also um, applies to the glaciers that feed, feed uh, ice shelves. So the ice, which is um, draining towards the ocean, is not even. It's not. Um, it's it's not a stable piece of cake it has a lot of cuts in there and those cuts are pre-made break-off sections of the ice shelf uh, okay. and that's how uh, scientists can forecast where the next mm, big iceberg might break off from an ice shelf and those lines are very nicely visible on satellite pictures so when you google satellite pictures of uh, for example the larsen sea ice shelf um, which is the last remained one of the of the big larsen shelf ice um, group then you can see actually the lines that are parallel to the uh, to the front of the ice shelf, and that just shows where the next big iceberg will break off. Okay, so the, the, we have established that the Antarctic uh, icebergs are bigger than the ones in the Arctic. Um, what else is different about them? Um, the shapes are slightly different. You have more um, arcs in the um, in Antarctic waters than you would see in the Arctic. You will see some around Greenland because the ice is thick enough um, that breaks off into the ocean. But um, here they are a little bit yeah bigger again. Those arcs um, really magnificent. You see humongous rollovers uh, when those big icebergs are breaking apart and they're rolling over then you really understand the the rule of thumb that you see one tenth above water and uh, nine tenth underwater when that rolls over it's just huge as i understand it um, the icebergs of course over time melt from the bottom because that's where the salt water is and then at one point the 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 weight distribution is so that the iceberg wants to roll over and that can happen many many times um exactly yes okay and i've i've seen one i've seen and i photographed one iceberg that was almost round everywhere so that must have tumbled many many times and it's kind of been washed round but also um uh, very regularly because you get only the, um, the the you can only keep the round shape if it's constantly rolling, because otherwise you would see a grounding line where the water where the tidal waters are cutting deeper into into the into the iceberg. That's another very beautiful effect you can see on those icebergs. You can see different uh, water lines, um, tight water lines, where the, the 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 ocean surface is just cutting a little bit deeper into the ice. And by that, you can see a little bit the history of movement of that iceberg, how often has it tumbled. You see um, the, the scooped out surface that almost looks like a golf ball um, surface, which is a right. sign that this site was underwater because those surfaces are formed by the ocean currents underwater. Then you have 
it's almost almost a bit like rings on a tree yes sometimes. exactly then you have um lines that usually are meltwater lines that used to be vertically and um when they are tilted up you can see that the uh, that the iceberg has changed its position that it tilted or rolled over and that's pretty pretty amazing and then you see and that fascinates me um very very often uh, you find intrusions different colored intrusions so you have a lot of white icebergs in uh, antarctica and then you see crystal blue intrusions and what blows my mind are green icebergs when you just see jade colored icebergs floating among all those white and slightly blue ones and that's and that's what fascinated me because some of the ice is white um the, the ice that i've seen some of the ice i've seen is blue almost like turquoise blue um i have never really seen green but can you give us an explanation why the ice changed its color i have i have one but i'm not sure it's the right one but you're probably the better expert for that we had a uh, um a nice episode it was i think episode 11 it's three years ago almost on the date three oh. years ago um where mario was talking blue about ice, you're the right. blue ice um in icebergs and he, he it's so long that i've forgotten <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's absolutely right um it's a question of compression of the amount of atmosphere of of um oxygen in the in the ice so Glacial ice forms by constant snowfall and those layers of snow, when you imagine um, a snowflake with its uh, six arms, that traps a lot of oxygen um, between those uh, arms. So when those snowflakes are compressed and they're just getting crunched together, this oxygen is compressed and gets smaller and smaller. In the densest ice on uh, the bottom of a glacier where tons of white are um, um, resting on it, those atmospheres are really, really slow, uh, small compressed. So you have an air bubble which you basically can't see anymore. The air is pushed basically out of the ice. And what happens then is when you would cut that ice, you would see light, the light spectre goes into the ice And because there is no um, oxygen trapped in there, the vast majority of the specter, especially the red and the green and the yellows, they get absorbed by the ice and only the blue gets reflected. And that's, that's why it appears blue for us. As soon as it starts melting, we have air bubbles forming in the ice again. Or expanding, that's the crackling, the fizzling sound, sound you have when you um, see brash ice in the water and you're completely calm in there, then you hear that cracking. It's like putting an ice cube into a glass of water. That's just um, the air expanding within the ice, breaking the ice. And that sound is pretty amazing. But when you have those air bubbles in the ice, the light that um, enters the ice just gets reflected by those air bubbles. And it's not only got reflected, it got distracted. So it bounces from one air bubble to another, to another, to another, and barely anything is reflected. It, it, it creates a confusion, and that confusion appears white to our eyes. Okay. So the more air bubbles you have into the eyes, the whiter it appears. Right. Um, so, so the green ice that you talked about, does that follow the same kind of system like the blue ice, or is there anything different there? It's um, slightly different. Let's go back to the blue ice again. When we have blue intrusions in icebergs, 
then it's usually not the intrusion that's blue. And that's really um, mind-blowing for, for, for guests when you have a Zodiac cruise. You go to an iceberg and you see a white surface and then you have one clear line going diagonal through the iceberg and that appears to be blue. It's not the line that is blue because the line actually is just um, refrozen meltwater. But what you see is is a clear line. The, that line is is clear ice. You can look through, but you can look straight into the dense blue ice that's surrounding that gap, and that's pretty amazing. Ah. The green ice is a very particular Antarctic ice. It's very very special. It's very rare because it needs shelf ice. It needs needs ice floating already on water, and it needs a marine environment that is very rich on phytoplankton because the green color the green color comes by phytoplankton trapped in the ice and that happens when the water gets cold enough under the um under the ice shelf and starts freezing from the bottom so it's refrozen seawater containing phytoplankton and that phytoplankton contained in the fro- refrozen seawater that reflects green light. And once those refrozen ice parts are breaking off the ice shelf, those icebergs are tumbling over, and then you see those beautiful green, jade green um, colors. And that's very, very rare in this particular um, Antarctic, but it's a beautiful um, photography opportunity. It's really amazing. And it's not so easy, actually, to trap that green color onto a picture yeah i know what what you're talking about so this is mind-blowing this is interesting i've uh, i think i've never really seen green eyes um and i want to because i think i think that's a nice photographic challenge to capture this well make sure it it, it definitely up. is but it's also very difficult to spot them so we rarely see those green ice uh, bergs in the antarctic peninsula just because um, we don't have big ice shelves around the peninsula except for the last ice shelf on uh, the east side of Antarctica, uh, of the peninsula. But the ocean currents are mm, fighting a little bit against the um, the odds. So the time that a green iceberg would travel to the peninsula region would be too long, so it would rather melt um, already before it reaches there. So the biggest producer of jade icebergs is actually the Amory ice shelf in eastern Antarctica and that's a very very remote area and um, I think the Australian Antarctic Division is um, researching there and they released some amazing pictures of those jade icebergs and uh, we just put a couple of links in the show notes so you can have a, a nice look onto those green icebergs. So uh, you've now been in the uh, Antarctic for a couple of months. Have, have you seen the jade icebergs? Have you? And if yes, how often have you seen them? Uh, I haven't seen a single iceberg in, uh, entirely in, in, in green or jade color. Um, I've seen some jade intrusions and um, they are happening pretty much the same way. You have... Um, phytoplankton-rich seawater that's trapped in a crevasse, in a crack, and just refreezes. Um, yes, we've seen a couple of them. Not too many. I would say four or five. But um, that's a nice change to those white and blue icebergs. Yes, definitely. I'm just looking at some photos online. Just jade iceberg uh, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on an image search. And 
Wow, that is that is mind blowing. It's really beautiful. All right. Um, thanks for bringing that to us. I've just learned something new every time I'm I'm doing this with you. I learn something new, and I really appreciate that. So uh, let's close the episode. Thanks for listening everyone if you want to find out more we'll of course put links in the show notes uh, also to episode 11 the blue eyes episode that i apparently have already forgotten about um, <laughs> our website is at curiouslypolar.com where you'll find all the other 91 episodes that have been recorded and published uh, we're on twitter if you want to get a bit more interactive at curiouslypolar and on instagram at curiouslypolar and um, that's it for today until next week Bye-bye. Take care.